Welcome to the Way Forward Podcast, where we tackle the hard life questions so we can rest in the now and be equipped for the way forward. I'm your host, Hannah Fothery. Welcome back, guys. This week's topic is really tough in my opinion, and that is adulting. Now, I don't really know if adulting is a legitimate word, but we're going to roll with it. Today, we're going to discuss the transition, decisions, loneliness, feeling stuck, feeling unprepared, all of it. This podcast would not exist if I hadn't personally been going through this transition of becoming an adult over the last few years. So in one way, adulting has inspired me to get where I am, but I also want to let all of my fellow 20-somethings out there know that you're not alone. The questions you're asking are valid. The loneliness you feel is understandable. The exhaustion is real. But with all of these difficult aspects, I want to encourage you in how to move forward. I'm not an expert by any means, but in my three years of adulting, I have learned a lot. If I can help anybody in this season, I want to. Because I get it. Sometimes being an adult just flat out stinks. So I am solo this week, but I've asked some of my closest friends and mentors and even some of you on social media for some guidance and advice on this particular season of life. How this episode is going to work is I'm going to tackle different aspects of adulthood and share my personal experiences or experiences and advice of fellow 20-somethings and beyond. Because let's be real, people in their 30s and 40s and 50s have been there too, and they probably have a lot more wisdom than I do. So let's start simple. Or maybe it's not so simple, but I do think this is the overarching struggle of adulthood that every other struggle in this season flows into. And that is the actual transition of becoming a so-called adult. So a vast majority of us become adults in our early 20s. Some of you, it's earlier because you bypassed college or you just had to make ends meet because you didn't have any other choice. And some of you, it's later because you did grad school or medical school or law school or something else, and all of which is fine. But regardless of when you entered this season, you did at some point. And if you're not quite there yet, then you will enter this season one day too. So I think we've all seen on TV or movies or even just looked at people around us, the glamorous parts of being an adult. You know, a consistent paycheck, or freedom, or specific hours of work that at the end of the day, we can just go home and turn it off and do our own thing. And I just want to say, for those of you out there that don't have consistent hours, major shout out to you. You guys work crazy shifts, and I couldn't do that. And your work is so important for the rest of us, so thank you. But What I've seen is a lot of us reach this point of becoming an adult and we realize that it is so hard. The glamorization of everything that we've seen, at least in the beginning, isn't exactly real. We have a ton of bills. We realize that insurance costs a lot and will go up every year for seemingly no reason. And we're actually exhausted from working full time. We have to fully take care of ourselves. We might not know how to buy a car or buy a house. And most of all, we might be questioning all of our life decisions. I think often we are told that these are the best years of our lives. And 
in some capacity, sure, maybe. I don't really know. Um, I personally hope these aren't the best years of my life because I hope I have a lot of life left to live. And that would be really sad if the 20s were my best years because that just means everything is downhill from here. But kind of what I've been thinking about the last few years, if these years are supposed to be so great, why do they start out so hard? We're lonelier than we've ever been. We question if we studied the right thing or accepted the right job. There's moments of panic that we'll be stuck in the same place for the next 40 years or until we die. So quick backstory for everybody. Mine and Taylor's first year of marriage, um, we bought a car. We had no idea how that worked. We eventually bought a house and we didn't know how that worked. All of the forms and documentation that you needed and that you quite literally have to list every place that you have ever lived, which is so crazy to me. Um, we also eventually got on the same health insurance and car insurance and realized like how expensive living is. Um, we learned that we needed to be humble in the workplace and just honestly, all of these things piled up and we were feeling so overwhelmed. And then, you know, of course, a pandemic happened. I, so many times in the last few years, just wanted to go back in time and be a kid again. But here's what I can say regarding the overall transition of becoming an adult. They take time. Transitions take time. Every question, thought, and fear you have is valid. Process all of those things. Ask questions, find answers, pray hard, talk to people. Whatever you do, don't stand still, but give it time. I think people in their 20s and specifically our generation expects things to be rolling perfectly within like six months, but I think in reality it takes about two years to find a groove and adjust and figure out how these aspects of adulthood work. And guess what else? Every other young adult out there is going through something similar as you or they've been in your position before. Which brings me to my next umbrella of adulting and that is community. So if you guys have followed me at all for the last two years, you might feel like I'm beating a dead horse here. But I cannot stress enough the importance of finding your people in this season. I think growing up, we're in natural positions to make friends and be around people because we're in school, we work, or we do extracurricular activities. But you need people in your 20s and in adulthood too. And if nothing else, find someone that will help you realize you're not alone in your struggles. Because ideally, yes, you can grow, talk, and discern together. Combating loneliness begins with putting yourself out there. It might feel like dating, maybe a little less awkward, but find some places to invest in. You know, a local church, a young professionals group, rec leagues, whatever interests you. See groups of people that are like-minded, but also find people who think differently because both are important for a variety of reasons. Your core community should be people who fellowship with you. They have common interests and desires. They'll be there on the hardest days and the best days, and they will be honest no matter what, telling you what you truly need to hear, but filling their words with grace. I won't get too into the depth of finding community, how to find it. You can read that on my Bible study called Captivating Community on my website for free, by the way. But if there's one thing I want you to remember regarding community from today's episode, it's that we are not made to walk through life alone. 
plug into a few places for a while and pick one that is life-giving for you. One that will challenge you and grow you, but also somewhere that you can have fun in. Because you want to have fun in community and, and enjoy the people around you too. If one doesn't seem like a good fit, find something else. Whatever you do, just don't stop pursuing community. And a little note to all of my fellow introverts out there. Yes, I know it is so much easier to sit at home alone, watching your favorite show and eating your favorite snacks. I did that my first few months in Knoxville before Taylor and I got married, and it was rough. I cried a lot. I felt lonelier than I have ever felt in my life. And that ultimately pushed me to get out there and connect with others, whether to hang out or find a small group. But I promise you, this season will be so much more fulfilling and full of growth if you put yourself out there. And just like transitions, finding community takes time. All right, so on to my next aspect of adulting. All right, so on to my next aspect of adulting. And I think this is truly the mark, so to speak, of becoming an adult, and that is working. And I don't just mean finding a part-time job or helping your grandma clean her garage. I mean working full-time, paying your bills, your taxes, everything. But I think until we get that first full-time job, the reality of becoming an adult doesn't truly set it. So I love my job. I truly love it. I work full-time as an event manager where I plan events, I help people with their events, and I bring people to our community. So if you know me at all, or if you're just hearing me for the first time, you should know that I'm a planner. It's something I do for work, but it's also something in my personal life that comes so natural to me. And sometimes it's a good thing, and sometimes it's a bad thing. Because of my skill and passion to plan, my job is so good for me. But getting to where I am now was not easy. I talked on episode one, the way forward introduction, about the struggle of finding my job. And even prior to landing this job, I tried so many different types of internships, part-time jobs, or shadowing to find out what I really am passionate about. I went from wanting to be the first female general manager of a major league baseball team, to working football operations at an SEC school, to realizing that I actually love watching those sports so much and doing those jobs meant that I couldn't enjoy them in that capacity. I also realized that I didn't want to work 60 hours a week and miss out on important things in my family's life. Through everything I experienced, and after with talking to some of my friends, people on social media, or even mentors, I've realized that many of us have been through moments of, oh no, am I heading down the right path? Did I pick the right major? Did I pick the right job? Is this really what I'm called to do? Which, like I mentioned earlier, I think is completely natural. I think one of the scariest parts of becoming an adult and landing that first-time job is feeling like this is it. This is the rest of our lives. Nothing else exciting is coming. We've reached the point we've worked the last 20 years for. Every season of our life prior to this has been significantly shorter. You know, elementary school, middle school, high school, and college if you went. But when you reach adulthood, in one aspect, you are talking about the rest of your life. From a time perspective, it's scary because most of our lives are ahead of us 
And it's difficult to conceptualize that we don't know a natural transition to the next season like we did when we graduated from each respective school or moved up a grade. Before we land our first job or even the job that you currently have, you probably had some idea of what you wanted to do. You might have called it your dream job. And when you landed that job, you may get a few months in and ask yourself, what did I get myself into? That angst we experience in adulthood that I was talking about earlier, yeah, probably the biggest place that shows up in our 20s is work. We begin to wrestle with the thought of being stuck, the hours we poured into our studies to land this job, the interviews we went through, and even the prayers begging to get where we are now. So with permission to share, a friend of mine went through this exact situation. They finished undergrad and grad school and entered a job into the medical field. They excelled in all the science classes, but went to work each day realizing this is not what they are passionate about. They felt stuck. They felt dry and bored every day at work. So what do they do? In short, they spent time thinking and praying and diving into what they're good at and passionate about and trying to figure out how those coexist. They now work for a newspaper and love all the good and bad parts of working in journalism. If you're listening to this and thinking, hey, this is me, I feel stuck, I would say pray about it and ask yourself why you feel that way. It could be growing pains or it could be time to move on. God has you where he wants you and he'll move you if he wants to as well. Let me also say, if you're listening and not yet in this season of life, please, please, please enjoy where you are. I think all the adults listening to this podcast or adults that will never even know I exist will probably wholeheartedly agree on that statement. A few years in, and I'm certainly more comfortable as an adult, but there are days I miss not having to be responsible for every little thing like groceries or laundry or cleaning, taxes, bills, and so on. And sometimes I wish I could just go home and be like, hey mom, what's for dinner? Or can we go to Chick-fil-A? And let me say, I know some of you out there might not have been as lucky in that position growing up, and you carried a whole lot more responsibility because you had to. I don't want to diminish that at all, but I think that's another conversation for another day. So here's what I'll say about working. Just like community and transition, settling into a job takes time. Hope you see my theme here. Maybe you landed that dream job that you begged God for and he provided it and now you're questioning the very pursuit of that job. Maybe you accepted whatever was out there because you just needed something. In my internship during grad school, I was heavily advised to give whatever full-time job I accepted at least one full year before considering moving on. From a professional standpoint, it can look kind of sketchy if we bounce around a lot in jobs we've held less than a year. But from a heart standpoint, I think it's so wise to give a job a chance for every season in a calendar year because it gives us time to adjust, grow, and learn that very position. If you're a follower of Jesus, remember this. We are called to work. Work was created before the fall, and it certainly exists after the fall too. Work is just more difficult because of the fall. Early in Genesis, the Bible states that we're supposed to fill the earth and subdue it, rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living thing that moves on the ground. So in layman's terms, we're made to work. 
and the work that we do should always glorify God. The cool thing about work, though, God has given gifts and passions unique to us that I personally believe will translate into what we do for work on this earth. Some people discuss opposing thoughts on this, and I'm not saying I'm right and they're wrong or vice versa, but I do think in God's infinite power and knowledge, he creates us so uniquely to do things that only we can do for the sake of the gospel and to give him glory. My last thought on working as an adult is this. At some point, you might find yourself in a position of asking, do I need to be where I'm at or do I need to stay put? Maybe opportunities will come to you or maybe you'll want to seek other opportunities. If you're in that position now, here's what I'd encourage you to consider. First, does your current job use your skills and passions? If not, what kind of job would? Maybe you don't know what you're passionate about or gifted at. Try some things out on the side. Ask your closest friends or family what they believe you're good at. And second, do you feel restless in your job because you're unsatisfied or do you feel a push to go somewhere else? Sometimes dissatisfaction comes from comparison, Satan, or falling into temptation. And sometimes it's a wake-up call to move forward. If you want to read more about working, why we're called to work, and how to figure out how our passions blend with work, I highly recommend these two books. Garden City by John Mark Comer and Restless by Jenny Allen. And finally, on today's episode of Adulting is Hard to Do, we're going to discuss comparison. Because friend, maybe it's just me, but comparison has been the hardest for me in adulthood. Why? Because people got jobs before I did, people make more money than I do, people are growing their families or doing things that I want to do someday too. Here's the thing. People will always be ahead of us. And truthfully, people will always be behind us too. But it's easy to get fixated on the people who are steps ahead of us. Honestly, I think comparison falls into two categories. People getting what we want or people just doing well in general. We look at people who are getting engaged, promotions, having babies, or taking extravagant trips and wonder why we aren't in that position too. We can get fixated on the could-be's rather than focusing on what is. The hardest truth I had to hear about comparison is that comparison robs us the joy of being obedient. Jenny Allen said that, by the way. It's okay to want things, but if it's taking root in our heart to where we aren't being present, then we have an issue. So when I finished graduate school in December of 2018, I had absolutely zero leads on a job. I applied to jobs for like seven months. Some of my friends finished grad school in December as well, and before Christmas, they had landed a job. It took me until March to find something. I fought jealousy in comparison because I too deserved a job, right? When our friends around us were buying houses and we offered on like six houses and got rejected every single time, that was hard. We felt like we deserved a house too. We had saved for so long, we had looked at 20 plus houses and made offers. It took four to five months before an offer was accepted. When our friends started growing their families, it made me question, should we be there too? All of these scenarios and so many more presented comparison, either because I wanted what other people had or I didn't want to fall behind. So what do we do to break the barrier of comparison? 
First, I'd say remember that everyone goes at different paces and that's a good thing. How boring would it be if we all followed the same timeline? If you're waiting for things to click, find joy in the present, even if it's mundane. Recognize that whatever God has laid before you today and will bring you in the future is his best. There's quite literally nothing better than his best for you. So celebrate that. God didn't get things wrong. So this next one is hard, but rejoice with others who are getting those exact things that you want. It's hard. I know it. But it creates a joyful disposition in our hearts rather than creating walls. And finally, I'd say remember that people are probably comparing themselves to you too. It's totally okay to celebrate new beginnings, but be aware of those around you who might be struggling still. I'm fortunate to be married to a wonderful guy and own a home that we love. But I also need to be aware of those in my life who long for the things that I have. Well, I could honestly talk for days about adulting and being a 20-something and all the things that I've learned, but this is where I'm going to stop for today. I hope today's episode gives you encouragement on how to move forward while also being present and also finding peace that you're not alone in this adulthood season. Tune in next week for another brand new episode. Follow us on social media at Captivating Community. And if you would like to submit a topic suggestion, visit us at hannahmfathery.com slash connect.